Guess who's back? Back again. Grayson's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? It's Grayson. That's who's back. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are on podcast three of Curiosity Suplex Your Cat. I'm going to get better at this. I swear I'm going to get better at this. It'll happen. These are short 10-minute podcasts to get us through this phase of Dubai where it's hot, it's stinky, it's summer, people have left. DXB is on a hiatus at the moment until the next show. John Romano has gone missing. Maybe he's in Japan with MK. We do not know where he is. He's with Miss Romano. Maybe he's at the G1 Summit. Maybe he's catching a bullet train. Maybe he is lost in some arcades somewhere. All I know is he'll be back and then he's off to London, the AEW pay-per-view. Leaving Grayson Green here to knuckle down, hold the show on his back, backpack style, carry this until the next event in DXB. Anyway, last time I finished off on the 6th of August. This time I'm going to start on the 7th of August. Obviously, if you don't know what's happening on this podcast, then you go back and listen to two episodes ago where we started going through the days. These shows come out every Monday. As you see now, you listen to it on a Monday. If you, if you don't know what day it is, it's probably because you've got a hangover from having a crazy brunch on a Sunday. But here we go. 7th of August, 2001. An eventful SmackDown taping took place that saw Diamond Dallas Page, known as DDP and Canyon, become the first WCW tag team to hold the WWF Tag Team Championships when they beat the APA. Later in the show, Kane and The Undertaker became the first WWF team to win the WCW Tag Team titles when they defeated Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo on the same show. Rano famously gored Chris Jericho through SmackDown's Ovaltron. You remember the Ovaltron? Hope you do. If you do, you're the same age as me. It was the last taping to use the original SmackDown set. A whole new set, including the new iconic SmackDown Fist, debuted the following week. So Rhino pretty much devastated the Ovaltron. Was unable to be prepared. That is a girl and a half to Chris Jericho. Unbelievable. Notable wrestling birthdays today is Rena Lesnar also known as Sable. Remember those when she uh, did the, uh, was it, the lingerie match? I forget who it was against, but she had those, uh, the handprints on her tits. Unbelievable. If you don't want, if you've not seen it, go see it. If you want to see it, listen to Jerry Lawler's commentary. He's unbelievable. Puppies going everywhere. Next day, 8th of August, 2016. On Raw, Seth Rollins lays down a passionate claim to become the first WWE Universal Champion against Finn Balor at SummerSlam. Also, tensions build between Raw and SmackDown Live when Daniel Bryan and Mick Foley come face-to-face with each other and Lana and Rusev celebrate. <laughs> oh my God, I remember this. I remember writing it and then going, should I be saying this? And Lana and Rusev's celebration of love is interrupted by the big dog. Yeah, I remember this uh, This Seth Rollins and Finn Balor match. Apparently, seven years later, seven-year itch. 2016, 2023. Full circle. This is coming out after the SummerSlam podcast. So, wonder what happened. I wonder if Finn was able to scratch that seven-year itch of the seven-year bitch, or did Seth Rollins retain his championship? I'm sure we'll find out soon. I am recording these in a in a lump sum just so that I can get these out. So yeah, I don't know what happened. I guess we'll find out soon. Notable wrestling birthdays: Lord Alfred Hayes, Shana Blaze. Oh my God, Shana Baszler. I can't pronounce names. I'm useless at it. Ask Johnny Romano. It's unbelievable. And Rampage Brown. I'll, I'll get this right. I'll, I'll get it down pat. 
9th of August, 1999, Chris Jericho made his long-awaited debut on an episode of Monday Night Raw. The week-long countdown to the millennium hit zero right in the middle of the promo by The Rock, and Chris Jericho came out to clear Y2J had come to the WWF. This, for me, easily, hands down, the greatest wrestling debut of all time. The back and forth, the titantron, the countdown, the Millennium Strikes Y2J, break the walls down, and he interrupts a rock. Interrupts probably the best wrestler on the mic who can cut a sick promo. Both of them jolting back and forth, and they had many more to go, but Jesus, was that an amazing... I'm lost for words. I am lost. I actually might go and sit down and watch this one as well. And I need oh, Y2J, The Rock, underrated. Unbelievable. Notable birthdays today, Alexa Bliss. 10th of August, 9. Oh, I'm taking you back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm taking you back. You think this was going to stop just at 1985 like the last podcast? This is going further back. This is going back, back. This is going back to when the Beatles were still there. 1976. The man who would go on to become Hulk Hogan has his first professional wrestling match against B. Brian Blair. That is unbelievable. 1976, Hulk Hogan was born in wrestling. Obviously, he wasn't born. He wasn't a baby. He didn't just come out of the womb and go, you know, with a mustache and receding hairline and go, Hulk's the brother. He's obviously at an age where he can wrestle professionally. No birthdays for today. Solomon Grundy, Savio Vega, and Wade Barrett. We're going to push on. We're going to push on to the 11th of August, 1997. On Raw, Shawn Michaels returned to in-ring action against Mankind and revealed his new insurance policy to be the returning, ravishing Rick Rude. Also on the show, the Nation of Domination revealed Rocky Maivia as its newest member and probably their biggest member, Farouk and The Rock. Back and forth all the time, eventually The Rock took domination of the nation. But also, saying that, Ravishing Recruit, he was always one of my favorites. The neckbreaker, the sexy neck. I don't know what his move set was called, but I remember just the gyration of the hips, the sexy hips, the six-pack as he did a sexy neckbreaker. I think we said that about uh, Sexy Sam's neckbreaker the other, a few weeks ago when he did a neckbreaker, the sexy breaker. Um, notable birthdays, uh, Hulk Hogan, Chris Dickinson, and Kaylee Ray. Saying that, well, so the 10th of August, Hulk Hogan made his debut and then one day later was his birthday. Oh, you would have thought that maybe he could have tried to debut on his birthday. That would have been a little uh, little fun. All right, we're moving on to the 12th of August, 1988. Kurt Hennig and Owen Hart both make their WWF debuts on television. Hennig wrestles Hyundai, his real name, and Hart competes as the Blue Blazer. Tell me if you remember that. I do not remember that. I know we have a... I think a lot of our listeners are literally a lot younger than me but I think there are a few that will remember these but I think mainly people are into their New Japan wrestling WCW night shows I was just a WWF fan all the way um, notable birthdays today is uh, Terry Taylor Dr. Wagner Jr. Jonathan Coachman and Falabar we're moving on to the to the big one the 13th Grayson Green's lucky number 13 13th of August 1994 wait is that a Sunday what day is that it's not a, it's not a let me check my calendar no 13th is the Sunday I was going to say it's a Black Friday, but it's not. 30th August, 1994, the very first ECW Hardcore Haven event took place in the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. Terry Funk and Cactus Jack fought to a no contest in the main event after a tag team of Public Enemy interfered. The event saw one of the most iconic moments in the 90s wrestling, when the audience threw dozens of folding chairs in the ring, burying Public Enemy 
after this show. There is only one company that you could get away with this fucking sort of murder shit. And that is ECW. ECW, Paul Heyman, they were on an entirely different level. And saying that, you know, when they when WWE acquired ECW and required WCW and all the big superstars are sitting on their contracts at home saying, I might as well get paid for doing nothing. They just waited one year. Everyone could come back on a contract. It would have made the invasion angle so much better. I'm listening to a Cultaholic podcast at the moment where they're talking about this. And they say that there's certain things they could have done better. We all know the invasion angle could have been one of the fucking best angles to ever be produced on wrestling. But unfortunately, they shut the bed. Notable wrestling debuts today, Jumping Jim Burrsnall, Chad Fortune, and Spike Dudley. And that is the 10-minute podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That is done. That is that week in wrestling a few years ago. That's how I say it. And if you don't like it, you can go touch grass. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are growing our audience very, very, very slowly. And we love the support you are giving us. DXP will be back soon. We'll be back on commentary, which we're loving. Johnny Romano is still not here. It's still Grace and Green's show. It's TGW. It's Grace and Green Presents. This is Curiosity Suplex the Cat. I am Grace and Green. Go outside and touch some grass. (laughs) 